Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Enco, Dallo joining in from fullback. Dallo for Garnacho! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! That is one of the great goals in front of a stunned Gladys Street. Special beyond special. one out well the move was good enough but the finish every one of these Everton fans is not going to happen should be applauding that because they won't see a goal at Goodison Park like that for a long long time we had to start this week at, with this week's show with uh, a goal scored by a Manchester United player, Alejandro Garnacho. and I know I've been talking about Manchester United on this podcast every once in a while and it's not been a great season for us, but when something like that happens, you gotta you gotta mention it. And it's kind of taken the football world by storm this week. The goal that he just scored. If you haven't seen it, uh, you gotta look it up. But um, again, I know not a lot of you know a lot about soccer if you're listening to this, but you probably have heard of Manchester United, and it's not too far fetched to say that that goal scored is the greatest goal scored in the history of the club. So just a remarkable moment and something I had I have to celebrate. He's 19 years old too. Just Awesome stuff. All right, so welcome to uh, see, uh, episode 16, Jack. Uh, it all boils down to this. Start with Premier League. That was a great goal, I have to admit. I saw it. Um, just unbelievable athleticism that he, he had. It wasn't only that. It was the, the ball came from probably 40 yards away. Yeah. Right? So On I the mean, line. Yeah, on the line. He had to run back to get it. Yeah, and I just wanted to play that because I wanted Peter Drury's on the call there. Uh, I normally don't like him, but I think he did a very good job with that call. And uh, Lee Dixon with the little, the, you know, best goal you'll see at this stadium in, in a long time is a, a good one. So I, I, as as a fellow announcer yourself, I thought they did a good job there. I know you didn't like the us playing some dead air, but the crowd was kind of stunned. You have to notice, or you have to know that the Everton fans were like protest. They had just gotten points deducted from them by the Premier League. So they were protesting loud as can be for the first... That happened in the second minute of the game. So they were as loud as can be, and it kind of just shut up the crowd. And it was... What a moment. Ugh. I was stunned watching they, it. They Absolutely were, they, stunned. They weren't as loud as you were downstairs watching it, though. Oh, I my God. Say that. that was like... The, I knew something crazy had happened because you were screaming at the TV about this incredible goal. I, I, I held off to watch it, but I did watch it. I, I have to say that, you know... Just the, I think, just the athleticism of the 19-year-old kid to be able to do that. I mean, not, without even hurting himself, doing a bicycle kick, hitting into the net. Probably the odds of it going in the net are probably slim and none, which is what makes it such yeah. a great goal. No, he won't ever score a goal like that again in his career. Not many people do anyways, so... Yeah, just 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 great stuff. And just to to give a quick uh, EPL update, uh, Premier League update, because I know we do have some like Kevin who calls and he likes Arsenal are on top of the league. They just got a big win over the weekend. Man City did play Liverpool. I thought Man City played a lot better than Liverpool. Liverpool did come out, though, getting a draw on the road at the Etihad, which is a tough place to go. Nobody got results there last year, so to see Liverpool go and get get a draw there is good. It should be an interesting title race. Uh, obviously, Manchester United weren't on the title race, but we're the most informed team in the league somehow, and we're only four points off top four right now, and we're starting to get healthy, so watch out for us in the top four race. And then just a, a special shout-out to Tottenham Hotspur, who... 
you know, got a new manager, and everyone was loving this manager, and he kept running his mouth, and everyone was not running his mouth, but he was talking, and he was like, look at this guy, he says all the right things, he's great, he's great. They start getting injuries, and, you know, they're unbeaten their first 10 games, and they've lost three in a row now, and their coach, I saw, kept saying stuff, kind of calling out my coach about how he hears managers talking about how they can't play their own style because they don't have the, the, the right players for it. He's like, why don't you just play your own style? It doesn't matter what players you have. Well, guess what? He don't have the right players now, still playing his style, Guess what? They're losing. So F that guy. Big Ange. All right. So, okay, real quick, Premier League. Um, who are the top contenders? Manu is what, fifth, sixth? We are sixth, maybe, because Austin Villa is having a great season. And then. So Austin Villa. Newcastle might be about Newcastle. They're not, Arsenal, they're not contenders. Those aren't contenders. The contenders, the contenders are Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City. I still don't know if Liverpool are good enough. I still don't know. Um, but I, I, you have to say, after getting that, that draw at the Etihad, that they're contenders. So, yeah, those three are contenders. Um, I would be surprised if Liverpool won the league. I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal won the league, though. And, and obviously City Liverpool, probably will Liverpool's John Henry's the Fenway Sports Group, right? Yes, they are, yep. And uh, Chris Greco was in last week. He's a Liverpool guy. Yep. And then uh, Kevin O'Donnell, big Arsenal guy. I mean, he goes up and down. He's the Dow oh, Jones yeah. of Arsenal guys. He's been a big pain with them and this then, year. And then the other thing is, just real quick, the Everton thing's kind of, it happened two weeks ago. We, I want to talk, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last time. Um, it seems like they got points deducted for being financially cripple, uh, corrupt? Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know too much about it and, and how the decision came to be, but yeah, it's something about the way they were spending money and their their financial books and whatever and, and the the losses that they were having from the COVID stuff. And I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm not the right person to ask about that. But it does, the, the thing is that they basically got punished because their lawyers aren't as good as Chelsea's and Man City's. They, Man City and Chelsea, or mainly Man City, they just like litigate everything out and just push it down the road. They have 115 financial charges against them, yet nothing happens because they just go into court and they get it pushed and pushed and pushed. So that's, I think, where the Everton fans and where everyone feels like the Everton fans have like something to be mad about. And Everton, as you said, is one of the four teams that never been relegated. I, I think seven. I could be wrong, but I think it's uh, Manchester United, Man. Not, you know what? I think Manchester City's been relegated, so I think one of six teams that hasn't been relegated. So Everton, Tottenham, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea. And losing 10 points pushes them close to the bottom of the table. But like we yeah, said, they're now second second to last. Still but four I, months to play, right? Yeah, I still think Everton should be able to, even with the 10-point deduction, uh, uh, stay, stay above water and not get relegated, which would be you have to finish in the bottom three in the league to get relegated. They might get some of the points back. They're countersuing, so they might get one or two or three points back. But even with the 10 points, I think they're a good enough team to, uh, to stay up. And then for those of us who <clears throat> do watch Welcome to Wrexham, uh, they did win 6 nothing, I think, this weekend. Uh, and they're now in the top three of the table, which means in League Two they could be promoted to League One, which then gets you to the Champion League and then to the Premier League. And I think uh, Rob and Deadpool have done a great job with yep. them as no, well. They're climbing fast. They haven't really hit any setbacks yet. It'll be interesting to see when they do down the road, whether it's in League One, whether they do, obviously, this year. Say, say they get through and get to League One next year. What if they go win League One? Eventually they're going to hit a setback, and I want to see how they respond to that. Well, eventually comes down to money, I know, right? And I but think that's that like there's who's eventually going to be a point where be. they can't just keep rising up. But you know, they could honestly, they could go to the Premier. They're not going to go to the Premier League in four years. There's eventually going to be a correct, time when correct. Oh, yeah. something happens in the fan. That, that's when it gets tough. Oh yeah. So, but didn't Luton Town come all the way from the uh, yeah. National League? No, they did. I'm saying it's possible, but it's it's not going to happen. They're not going to go up every year. They correct. might they might go up back to back years, gotcha. but eventually there's going to be sense. a time where they're going to struggle and the fans could start getting upset. But I think I think they have enough in the bank with those fans for the rest of their lives. 
Yes, that's, that makes sense for uh, that. Okay, great soccer talk here. Start the podcast off on the boils down to this. We haven't done a lot of Premier League. And I know it's only January and there's international break and there's they're playing Champions League and yeah. Europa League. But We're, No international break till March now. Which will make so you happy, right? right? Through. Yeah, the Christmas playing period in the Premier League is... It's a lot because a lot of the leagues get uh, breaks, but that's really when it kicks in for the um, the Premier League teams. They uh, really start playing a lot. All right, so Christmas uh, I think we transition to the other kind of football. Correct? Is that where we're going next? Yeah, I do. Got Jtrev is texting me stuff. Um, okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll read. I'll read a little bit of it, but we we got it a bit late, and that was kind of my fault. So yeah, let, we're going to do uh, the Thanksgiving games. So uh, how'd you feel about the Thanksgiving games? Well, they were sort of like uh, not great. Yeah, if well, I remember correctly, like every um, year, I missed the first one, which was the Packers and the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, I was trapped because we had done the Thanksgiving game here in town. Yeah, miss anything? Tuxbury, and I guess I didn't miss anything except for you know Simone Biles, uh, who her husband played yeah, for I saw the that. Packers. He scored his first touchdown. I saw so that. She was all happy about that. Lions. Uh, I have to worry. I do now. something about I that. Have to worry about people the were saying like, why don't they post about Simone Biles' husband more often? Like they always post to Traffic Chelsea, and someone posted like not a highlight reel, but like a fail reel of him. And it's like this is why they don't post because he sucks. Well, yeah, he yeah, did score a touchdown. But that was uh, that was game number one uh, of the weekend. Was there any actually any other two were, were any well, um, were well, any so other two any good? The Lions they puked on themselves again on Thanksgiving that they haven't won since 2016 on Thanksgiving. I'd like to know what their record is this century because. Not There's good. no way they've won many games this century on Thanksgiving. I think the, they lost like they lost like six, eight in a row now. The next, the next game, uh, Dak just, he, the Dak just dropped his nuts on the Commanders. Um, Jerry Jones said it was like the best day of his life, better than the Super Bowl wins, which was kind of interesting. It was like the highest rated game, one of the highest rated NFL games ever. Yep. So I guess the ratings are still coming in these blowouts. And then the last game was J. Trev's lock. I think he had the Seahawks. The Seahawks plus a lot of points against the Niners, and the Niners beat them up. So uh, J-Trev lost his lock of the week that he gave on the podcast last week. Yeah, so, I didn't yeah, watch any of that game. So the Cowboys rolled, which you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Niners rolled, which was probably expected, even though it was in Seattle. Yeah, uh, I think Seattle uh, was coming the for a so, week. So three of the best teams in the NFC played. Yeah. Um, two of them played really well. One of them, sh- one of them shiked the bet. So the Lions. I don't are think the Lions special. are any good, so you can say they're the I think, Like I said, the Lions and the Seahawks are on the same level to me. That's true. Then we had the special. I know you have a take on this one. Uh, we had the uh, Friday afternoon special, or whatever day that, whatever time that was. The Jets and uh, the uh, Dolphins on the Friday afternoon special. Yeah, so that's Amazon Prime Day. So my thing is Thursday night football has been a disaster. Honestly, the announcing's been a disaster without Michaels. Um, Herb Street really doesn't want to be there. The games have sucked. Uh, the re- is is the reason Amazon paid for this is they also they get NFL games a little bit, but they also get this Friday standalone game. Uh, where where they try and keep people in their houses and shopping on Amazon Prime on Black Friday, so they put on because there never used to be a football game on that Friday, right? They put never, on a ever. football game on Black Friday. Who's doing it? Amazon. What does Amazon want you to do? Stay inside, not go shopping in the stores. So I think that was actually a pretty good idea. I didn't watch any of that game. I, I like I didn't even know it was on. But um, yeah, the Dolphins. They they're I think they're kind of they've kind of gotten gotten to a point where they're underrated. Because everyone kind of quit on true. them because they couldn't beat any good teams. But I think they're a little That's bit true. underrated. But then also play in the AFC East, which is now getting to be me- more mediocre than, than it looks because they're going to win that because of Buffalo's performance, which we'll talk to a bit later. But again, Friday, what the heck. They used to, I remember Friday after Thanksgiving used to be huge college football rivalry day. I mm-hmm. mean, big. You know, the uh, all the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas A&M. You know, Michigan, well, they played, like, Ohio those, State. Well, it was always was a big, big, big Friday weekend, uh, uh, Black Friday college football 
And now I guess you got to look at it that way. The NFL knows what they're doing. They want to market it if that's what Amazon wants to do. I never thought of that take like that, but that's a good take on, on that one. Uh, and then we get to the weekend, um, and then now you have Sunday, and you have crap versus crap versus crap. Well, versus you got crap. the scores here. Just read off some of the scores. Uh, we have the. Um, what was the first game? The first game was the uh, Saints Falcons twenty four fifteen Falcons. Second game Steelers sixteen Bengals ten. No, I, honestly, I watch no NFL football this weekend. The Saturday, the games on Saturday were so good that the the college games on Saturday were so good that I could not get upset with football on Sunday again. So I really just didn't watch. All right, but uh, if we're being honest, just to like, go down the list: Saints, Falcons, Snooze Fest, yeah. Steelers, Bengals, Snooze Fest, yeah. uh, Panthers, Titans, got Frank Reich fired, Snooze Fest, uh, Colts, Buccaneers, twenty-seven twenty. I don't; uh, these games are horrible. Oh, and then we'll skip the next one because we'll talk about it. The Giants, Patriots, will leave to the end. Jaguars, Texans, where um, the Jaguars won 24-21, Two of the best young quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and, and Lawrence, in, uh, in that one. Browns, Broncos, Broncos really playing well since they threw, since Miami threw fifty on them. Broncos are really playing well. They're six and six and six and back. In well, the since we part. don't have to, since we don't have to read the Jay Travis thing, things, they're coming in right now. So the first one was, I'll just give a quick. Uh, you just said the Broncos uh, team of the week. The Broncos let Russ cook on this five game win streak. Russell looked looked a lot like the old Russ, making plays outside the pocket and with his legs. Stats aren't anything crazy, but the efficiency he's playing with has been a huge boom for the offense. Sean Payton definitely has the training wheels off a little bit, but Russ is commanding the offense impressively while protecting the ball. Defense is playing well, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to beat. It's hard to believe that this is the same team that allowed a historic 70 points to the Dolphins earlier in the year. So, yeah, they've really turned a corner. They have, and you got to trust that there's a, it's a decent quarterback and a great coach. Yeah, that combination works very well in the NFL. Decent quarterback, great coach. And did you mention the Chargers game? Uh, no. Because guess down. what? Jay Triff, well, what was the score of the Chargers game? Oh, that was the Ravens-Chargers 20-10. to 10. The Ravens, Ravens won. obviously won that game because Jay Trev is very, he finds it very hard to believe that Brandon Staley can still get into the building at the Chargers practice facility, but there is little to no chance he'll have a job at the end of the season. Same story with this team every season. An above-average roster with high-level talent at a few key positions that also has deficiencies in other areas that are continuously ignored. When you combine those deficiencies with confusing coaching decisions, untimely penalties, and turnovers— and a lack of a knack for winning close games, you get a team that looks like they, the Chargers. The Ravens game on Sunday night was a prime time, time example of how this team continues to get in your, their own way. No one's doubting that the Ravens are superior, but there were still plenty of opportunities for the Chargers to take the lead in this game. Instead, Herbert and the rest of the guys have left us wanting more as usual. Khalil Mack has been excellent for much of the season, but a lot of the talent surrounding him is underperforming mightily. For as good as Herbert is, he often struggles to seal the deal at the end of the games. There is unquestionably something intangibly wrong with the organization, and it's time for big changes. So, yeah, yeah. the Chargers. But, again, maybe we're overrating their talent. Well, I know the coach, yeah. has, the coach has not done well, but, again, I, I like we had the discussion with Jay Trev about talent and what you're looking for. Maybe maybe just we have overrated them a, a lot. Yeah. I mean, we've underrated Miami and overrated them, but I agree with them. The Chargers didn't have a great night. Uh, the Patriots could have been... The worst team of the week as well. The three other games, uh, we had the Patriot game. We'll finish up with that. The Rams-Cardinals. The Rams destroyed the Cardinals uh, in a yeah, completely care. meaningless game. Chiefs-Raiders. Chiefs had a great second half beat the Raiders. Yeah, the uh, Chiefs were 4. I think they were now 14 nothing in that game. The Chiefs. Yeah, they were. They were. They're now 8-3. and three. They have the t- number one seed. Bills-Eagles. Again, you can talk about this all night. The Bills came back. The Eagles came back. The Bills came back. The Eagles came back. And then on a blitz by the Eagles in overtime... Uh, Josh Allen 
throws the ball where he expects his receiver to be and the receiver's not there. Whose fault is that? I don't know. I'd love to ask that to Jay That was, was both of them. It was a mis- I don't know. It was a miscommunication from both of them. They just weren't on the same page, right. which and, can't happen when then, the game right. is over and, if he was wide right. open. And then they have to hit. Then they have to kick the ball for the field goal, and then the Eagles somehow miraculously pull everything out well, like they've been doing all year. Even before then, though, I mean, the Eagles hit the, what, the 60-yard field goal in the rain? So it was one of the, one of the best yeah. kicks ever. Yeah. So, like... I mean, the Bills did get kind of unlucky to win that game. Allen had a bad turnover at one point. But Allen played pretty good at times. Um, Hurts, average, he played good at the end. But there, there was a play in overtime when the Eagles got the ball, and it was like third and four, and, and the, the the Bills played like the softest coverage right. ever and gave up the easiest first time I've ever seen. And you're just, it, the game's over at that point. That was like a game's little swing over. pass to the uh, Brown. Somebody yeah. real quick opened right, and Hurts hit him, and then they won the Hurts rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... I'm I have to listen to my dad and my brother about the Eagles, but they might. I don't know. They just, they keep finding they ways win, to they win. They find games. ways to win, but eventually they, it's like the the Bills find ways to lose and the Eagles find ways to win. Yeah. And then our final game on the well, let's not forget that that great Monday night game, twelve to ten. Let's not even talk about it. How how do you take football back fifty years? Have the Bears play the Vikings on a Monday night? Football yeah, that game. game. Yeah, no. And people are going. You're gonna miss. You're gonna you're gonna be missing this game. You're gonna be wishing this game was on in March. Yeah. No. No, I won't. No. No, I won't. I won't. I agree with you on that. <laughs> and then, okay, let's go to our hometown Patriots. Uh, Maybe like Jay Trevin, those yeah. freak football guys will be like, oh, I missed this. I missed it. Did I can't you, believe it's not on. But did on. you see? Where was I watching? Just missing that. Oh, it was Brian Dable. This is a good segue. They were talking. Dable, when he coached for Bill here, one of his first jobs out of where when he started becoming assistant coach was his role was to go to the, the 22 tape, which shows all 22 men on the field, and he had, a, he had to outline every single play of the game. He said it took about 12, 12 hours for him to do every play. Dable, who coaches for that's what Bel, that's how in-depth Belichick was. Let's take a step forward where we are now. He's got two quarterbacks going. Is he tanking? Is he really tanking? Is, is, yeah, or, is it, or is it just that bad here? I, I think it's a mixed drive. I, I, they're not preparing as much as they should be. They're, I don't know. They, there's no way you shouldn't be able to win that game with, uh, with the Patriots. I, I don't know. The Giants suck. The Pats suck. It ends up being good. I mean, then again, they did have a 40-yard field goal to go to overtime that the kid just missed. But that was Bill Belichick sending out Nick Folk and, and drafting that kid. So it's a mixture. The Patriots are terrible. I This is one of the first Patriots games I really didn't watch because, like I said, I— we're talking about football. I, I didn't watch much, um, but that was bad. That was bad. Just the score was bad. Everything was bad. The the turnovers were bad. Everyone turned the ball over. Everyone played turned the ball over. Just at this point, shut it down and get the best draft pick possible. Even though in the NFL, it really doesn't work. But you know, you know what I like. You know what I want. Well, it only works. It only works if the quarterback to be taken number one is Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence or or um, last one that was successful. I forget. Jameis Winston, yeah, Marcus oh, yeah. Mariota. Did, did you see? Uh, it was Mitch Tepper. Trubisky. So the Cardinals, the Cardinals owner, said that they were supposed to dra- they were supposed to trade up to number two and draft um, C.J. Stroud oh, instead of trading up for number one. It's you, well, you, you, the so owner just said that. that about his friend, but the owner is saying that about his franchise quarterback. You know the funny not, Bryce Young. We didn't even want you. Oh, that's Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. That's he's gone through four coaches in three coaches in like five years. Rivera, Rule, and Reich. 
So I don't know. He's 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 he. Maybe it's the ownership sometimes. Oh yeah, it's definitely you know, the ownership there. They're, they're 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 a terribly run organization. JHF gave me a couple of players, best players of the week. Trevor Lawrence, twenty three for thirty eight, three sixty four yards, touchdown to TD rush. Kyren Williams, sixteen rushes, one hundred forty three yards, six catches, sixty one yards, and two touchdowns for him. Jordan and then Jordan Love, twenty two for thirty two, two sixty eight yards, three touchdowns, zero turnovers, one hundred twenty six quarterback rating, his best game of the season. And that's about they took the chance. They get rid of Rodgers and kept loving. You got to hope that the coach, uh, it's Lafleur there, right? Yeah, you got to hope that he can he can develop the quarterback. But again, that that NFC North is just garbage. It's you know the Vikings, the Bears, the Lions, and the Packers, and the Lions get beat up by the Packers. It's just it's just what? Are, let me just look at the records here. Hold on. Packers are five and six. Lions are uh, the Lions are eight and three. So I guess they're going to yeah. No, the Lions are the Lions are these competent, I guess. But again, that was a bad loss. We'll, we'll see how they bounce back next week. The Lions. Who's Jay Trev's worst uh, player? He, of the week? It has not been texted yet. So I guess we're going to have to move on. Uh, he we'll, has we'll, not been texted yet. We'll, we'll, Jay we'll, we'll, we'll be nice this week. We'll be nice this week. Um, uh, so that that's I guess that's it for the NFL, right? I mean, it's a boring yeah. week. Do you want to give the top teams? I, I don't think, really, yeah, I don't really well, have... if you rank the top, I, I think again, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas um, are the top three teams. Whoever comes out of the NFCs from there is probably going to. No, I, I, mean, I still think the Chiefs beat those other two teams. Oh there. no, they don't for sure. Yeah, they don't know. They, they beat they, all three three of those teams. They're no, they they're still the best team. They, they beat the Eagles. They I know they lost Chiefs the Eagles, but they the, Chiefs have to get out of the weekend. That was another game that the Eagles somehow won. How did they beat the Chiefs? Oh, because the guy can't catch the football. You know what? It, when it, when it matters most, the guys are going to catch the football on the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are still number one for me. Chiefs. I, I want to go Chiefs. I keep Chiefs are number. Chiefs, Eagles, three. Niners, Cowboys. Uh, Ravens. Uh, now Eagles. Niners, Chiefs, Cowboys, Ravens, Jaguars, everybody else is not worth And maybe Miami because they, they are playing well. So, okay, we can say goodbye to the NFL because the NFL can be the no fun league or really boring league or they play crappy football league. Uh, I know that. Um, there was a good game. Tom Brady backtracked a little bit on his comments. He was saying that the scheming is different. I forget. He had, you know, he bullshit you somehow. Yeah, no, yeah, he, okay. yeah, he doesn't like. That, yeah. Onward and upward. We don't have to talk about Tom. Let, let, let's hear. Let's let's get to college football because college football. What a great weekend it was. Let, let let's let's get to our college football expert, Kevin. Kevin O'Donnell. All right, guys. Uh, back again here. Only feels like a couple days ago uh, since I was last in the WCTV studio with all the guys and the whole crew. Um, that was an awesome time, and uh, just want to thank you know everybody that works behind the scenes at WCTV for you know, staying open on Thanksgiving Eve uh, to get us all together. That was really awesome for us, and uh, we truly appreciate it. And also want to give a big thanks to the Boyle family because I basically lived in their living room for three nights um, yes, throughout did, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, lots of laughs, lots of great times, um, as always, at the Boyle household. So just want to thank um, everybody in the fam there. Um, on to the gambling recap. Another roughly 500 week. I went 9, 10, and 1. Uh, but most importantly, my lock hit again. Uh, 6 and 1 in locks now. Uh, Mizzou, like, murdered, murdered Arkansas. Um, I turned the game off, like, in the middle of the third quarter. Um, you know, usually I like to stay, you know, invested in my locks, but, you know, I was just so right this week. I, uh, you know, I just had to get to the other games. So I, uh, I turned it off in the middle of the third quarter. Mizzou is the it's the Penn State of the the SEC, right? That was yeah, the saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So great weekend in college football. Just to recap it quickly, um, in the big game, Michigan beat Ohio State. Um, great game, very tight. Um, you know, I think playing 
um, at the big house. Definitely helped out Michigan. But when it came down to it, Kyle McCord is just not a good quarterback. He's another five-star prospect QB in the Big Ten that just isn't living up to the hype, even though he's much better than Drew Aller. Um, you know, and I think if you swap J.J. McCarthy and Kyle McCord, I think Ohio State has a good chance or probably does win that game. Um, and that's not saying McCarthy's that great. It's just saying McCord is that bad. Um, so about this Ohio State game, I disagree, actually, with that McCord take. I agree with you about McCord that. has talent. He made some really good throws, right? He had the horrible—the interception in the first quarter where he was trying to get settled into the game was horrible. It was hard. You can't throw an interception there. You can't let Michigan start on their own five-yard line when you have a really good defense. You can't give them points right. like that. But he threw the interception at the end of the game where he shouldn't have thrown the ball. Got it. He was playing at the big house. He was playing on the road. It's tough to play on the road. He made some nice throws. It's not easy to go in there and play. No, Kevin mentioned that. And the difference in the game, it was, he's right, it was McCarthy didn't make mistakes, and McCord did. It also was Ohio State's kicker uh, missed a 50-yarder. Michigan's kicker made a 50-yarder. But again, that's home and away maybe a little bit has, has an effect on that. Um, if they played at a neutral field, which is what I would I would like to see them in the playoffs, if they played Michigan at a neutral field, I think Ohio State is the better team and would and would beat them because they have Maserati Marv, who's unguardable. Um, I just think the mistakes were the difference in that game. And I know McCord, it's too it's too much to say he was he's awful. Drew Aller, like he's Drew Aller is awful. McCord is not awful. You can at least win with McCord, I think. I again the mistakes, it shouldn't happen, but he made some really nice throws in that game. So did McCarthy, by the way. And he also has uh, McCord also has the number one talent in the, in the college yeah. football, so that helps. Yeah, I don't Who know. Was great I, in that I game. Watching, He's phenomenal. I don't in that know. Game. Watching that game, I don't. Ryan Day's. I don't know. I think Ooh. Ryan Day isn't flexible enough. He, he he tried to force the round peg in a square hole too much, uh, and the turnovers kill you. Of course, he threw the interception in the first quarter and the interception on the last drive that got tipped. He didn't get out of his own way. Is that yes? Right, that end of the game. Was yeah, that the one. Yeah. yeah. Which made the, that was spread, the last drive, but they were they were it was stick. a long shot for them to score on that drive. Anyways. Correct, it would have been no that. Out, so. But again, I don't know if you play neutral. Neutral, I still think they go five five. They don't go six four. I think they're that evenly matched. Yeah, yeah. Defense, which defense turns you over? But to yeah, win? but if that game was played, you know, if that game was played at the at like last year, they got killed at the horseshoe there in Ohio State. Right, that's what it's called. Yeah. Horseshoe. Okay. they got killed, but Michigan just dominated them there. They just they, absolutely like men versus boys. If they played that game at the Horseshoe this year, Ohio State wins that game, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, probably. I don't know yeah, those two teams. It's can either of them beat the SEC team? Yeah, I, I know, think so. Any, or either of them have a, know, is definitely, or, definitely Oregon Washington to give them trouble. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think it's more even this year. I do think Georgia's the best team, but yeah, they 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 could play with Alabama for sure. Both of those teams, yeah, definitely. So, uh, I think they beat them. That was my lock, uh, and I lost because Michigan kicked that field goal. Or I would have won. Oh yeah, Kevin. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll probably say that next. They got that field I'm goal. Ready, I'm ready you didn't mention that. We got into the next game. Oh yeah, go. On to the Iron Bowl. Basically, one of the best games, football games I've seen in a long time, and maybe the craziest last five minutes of a football game I've seen in many years. Uh, for Auburn to muff the punt um, and then give up a fourth and goal from 30 yards away um, to to basically lose the game. And to have that guy be in single coverage is just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, my college roommate was there. Um, he goes to med school in Auburn and, uh, you know, just felt so bad for him. He wasn't like those girls on Instagram or TikTok that were crying, um, but he was he was very devastated. He's a Xavier um, guy, though. But it's why we love, we love sports. I mean, that's just one of those games um, that's going to be talked about for a very long time. Um, on to the other ones. Quick. 
That game, that game was something else. Honestly, it was something else. I can't believe Auburn lost that football game. I can't believe they lost that football game. It's ten years after the kick six, so it's I guess it's payback. But fourth and thirty-one, you cannot give up. But the, the, fourth and thirty, it's not yes. only it's not only fourth and thirty-one. It's, it's fourth, fourth and thirty-one where you have the end zone guarding Correct. guarding the you back ha- the having the back right. of the end zone as a defender right. too. I agree with that it's it's almost impossible to give that up. And they they rushed two, and they had a guy spying the quarterback. Fourth and thirty-one, you're spying the quarterback. The quarterback's going to run thirty-one yards on you. You got to spy him. I, coaching malpractice that was. Coaching malpractice. Well, two I, things happen if I as I watch the replay. First of all, he made a great pass. I give yeah. give him credit. Um, great great pass. Kid caught it where he had to catch it. But I watched that and I think that Alabama had four, maybe five receivers out in the field. Right. So one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. So five players who could catch the football and the quarterback. So. Spying the quarterback makes a little bit of sense because of his 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 his, his adept ability to get out of the way. But if they have five guys deep and they're rushing two, even they're rushing three, that means you have eight to guard five. There's no way. I think the kid, the safety, whoever was whoever was the nickelback in the in the back end of the end zones. There were two defenders here, and the kid cut through to the second, the first defender. And I think. Oh, yeah. They one, just lost a cover. There's one guy guarding nobody. There's one guy guarding nobody. He's guarding he's space, there. right? Looking at him, yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's just that, and it's unbelievable to me. The muff punt kills it. It's just even funnier. Yeah. Auburn had that game won. Yeah. Auburn had to catch the punt and just run clock, and they win the football game. But then Alabama got the ball. They couldn't snap the ball. They snapped the ball. They, they missed the snap. That put That's how we got to a fourth and 31 in the first place. So yeah, I, it sucks. I I guess, I guess in the it, it makes the Georgia Alabama game a little bit better. So I guess it's a good thing that Alabama won. But we, we no one thought Auburn had a chance in that game. So it would've been nice to see them win. Yeah. So the next question, uh, just real quick on that on our game against uh, Alabama. I don't know if we're going to go to this, but what if Alabama wins the football game? So you have two one-loss teams, Alabama Georgia, and Wisconsin, Washington, Michigan, and Florida State win. They're undefeated. Who goes? Washington, Michigan, and Florida State are undefeated. undefeated. And the one-loss teams are Texas. And who won? Alabama Texas, beat. Alabama beat. Alabama Georgia. Rose. Texas wins their conference. Alabama and, and the three undefeated teams, yeah. Okay. okay. No, you can't does. leave out the SEC champion. How come Texas doesn't go? Because you can't leave out the SEC champion. Oh, okay. uh, beating Georgia, the back, the, the two-time defending national champions, and having one loss, I don't care if it had the head-to-head record the first game of the year, you got to take Alabama. Okay. Even, I just yeah. wanted to get your opinion. Easily, yeah. All right, let's get more Kevin if we have any more. I'm sure we do. Oh, a lot, a ton more. <laughs> Texas and Oregon dominated. Um, you know, they made me look silly not laying their numbers. I thought Texas Tech and Oregon State would play them tight. Um, but the Texas game ended up with Arch Manning coming in, and uh, the Oregon State head coach already had his mindset on East Lansing at the time. Um and yeah, Washington hung on against Washington State, another close game that Washington just finds a way to win, um, going for it on that fourth down at their own 30 and converting that with that crazy trick play. Um, I believe it was it was a handoff to a Dunze um, on a jet sweep. I mean, uh, gotta love Washington. What a fun team. Um, and then FSU came back to beat Florida. Um, Jay Trev was beside himself with Billy Napier in the Gators. It was, it was very funny. And, you know, a great cameo from Tim Tebow at the start of the game, too. He was basically crying. Um, always love to see Tebow, um, you know, at the swamp. And so for a preview... 
All right, so re- real quick on Tebow, and, and we were making fun of him being crying emotional. I, that's how I was after Garnacho scored that goal. So, okay. Apo- apologies to Tim Tebow. Right. I, I had tears in my eyes. Oh, it was that good. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I, uh, th- let's keep going. No, no, no. The Washington game. Um, okay. The can Washington. you believe he went for that in a tie game on his own thirty-yard line? I where do not you don't, believe him. If that. you don't get that play, your season's over. Well, it ends no, up. Yeah. Season, no, uh, no, 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 it's not it's over. Not but over, over, a one-loss they... Washington team is not making it. If, even if they That's beat Oregon. That's true. I, I, so think, um, I don't know why he did it. I think he lost track of the downs. Somebody didn't tell him. Right. It was crazy. I mean, and he, he it felt like out. he had the matchup and he, he won. He didn't, again, just like the played Auburn, just, after that just like the Auburn-Alabama game, weird things happen sometimes, and he capitalized on that. Yeah, and then Florida State went at the Swamp. Um, that that Florida State, that was a tough second half from them. I mean, didn't allow any points. They don't... They actually might have allowed a point. No, I'm thinking of Clemson. They they just a real tough second half performance in Florida State there. So credit to them. I gotta stick uh, with they my were boys. On the ropes a little bit. I there, gotta so. stick with the Seminoles because I picked them all year long, and they lost their quarterback, and they seem to have rebounded. Uh, beat a good SEC team at on the road, which is tough to do. I got Louisville coming up in the conference championship game. I still think they make the Final Four. Yeah. So before we go on to the next the upcoming championship week, talk about that a little preview with Kevin. Uh, there were two more games he didn't cover here. Uh, my lock of the week, which now gets me to 3-2. and two. I had Clemson by 7.5 points against South Carolina. Just totally, I mean, kind of emasculated them. Uh, they, they they scored seven points in the first quarter, didn't score the rest of the game, South Carolina. That Clemson defense, I've been talking about it all year. It's why I keep picking them. I got them in the under the one game against UNC. That was one of my locks of the week. They made Rattler and USC look awful. I do want to talk about Clemson here because there's a little bit of regret. So their four losses this year, Duke. The first week of the season, they got blown up by Duke. That was when, you know, everything was falling apart. Right. They lost to FSU when their kid couldn't make a kick. That kid didn't make the chip shot, who was kicking like crazy. You see, he made three kicks against South Carolina last week. They yeah. lost to Miami, and they lost to NC State. I think if they played all four of those teams right now, they'd beat them all. I think they're they're they look back at their season and go we we could have, we had a chance to go undefeated this year and make that they were that good of a team. I'm telling you, they've become that good of a team. I'd like to see what they play in a bowl game. They're going to win their bowl game. They're a good football team. Kevin made me like Clemson. He made me like Clemson. He made you like Dabo Sweeter, which is amazing to me. That but, Clemson um, team, I think they're, they're a lot. That was they're your lock, lock of the week, right? Yep. And then the other game I had to talk about, the lowest over-under in the history of college football, 24-and-a-half, Nebraska-Iowa, actually went under because Brock Purdy's brother made the dumbest play of all time. Uh, somehow Nebraska doesn't make a ball game. Nebraska finds a way to lose games. They they found a way to lose like four different games this year. So uh, uh, you know, tough first season for Matt Rule. Uh, needs to get a quarterback. If he doesn't get a quarterback in the transfer portal, it's gonna be a tough second season. But you know, two, his first year, building. his first year at Temple though, there were some tough losses. Yeah, well, there. it's different. It's yeah, different your first year at Temple. It's different your first year at Temple versus your first year at Nebraska with like this transfer portal NIL money too. Yeah, Nebraska sucks for team. five straight years with Robert Frost, their coach, and Scott Frost. So we'll see what happens. Okay, one other. That was the two games, right? Uh, yes. Iowa, that game was a terrible game. So, so let's let's let, let's get our next week preview from Kevin. And so for a preview of, of next weekend, um, my favorite game, what I want to watch most is Oregon-Washington. Um, I've loved the Pac-12 this whole year. Great conference. So sad that, that it's ending. Um, Washington beat them last time out, and I called them to the pod um, right after that and said, don't be surprised if Oregon runs the table, gets back into the championship game, and beats Washington. I think that's exactly what will happen. Um, you know, a Heisman matchup here. If if Bo Nix wins, I think he gets it. If Penix wins, then I think it's a toss-up uh, between him and Daniels, um, really depending on Penix's uh, performance in this. Um, other games, Texas-Oklahoma State. 
Oklahoma State had a huge comeback win against BYU uh, this past weekend to win in overtime and knock out Oklahoma from a Red River uh, rematch this weekend. Um, but I like Texas here. Uh, I think they're going to get the job done and then wait and see what else happens in the landscape to see if they you know, can get in in that fourth spot. Um, Georgia-Bama, the game all of us have been waiting for as well. Um, I like Georgia here. Um, you know, Milrow was screaming, give me the Heisman after they won the Iron Bowl. That's insane. Um, you can't throw still. Um, and so, you know, I even think Carson Beck on Georgia, who's had a very underrated season, might be better than him. Um, I think if Georgia keeps Milrow in the pocket, they win, uh, plain and simple. I just think Georgia's just a better version of Bama all around. Um, then there's Michigan, Iowa, um, in the Big Ten Championship. Um, that's going to be a snooze fest. Um, Michigan will win that. Um, and then FSU Louisville. I mean, that's going to be crazy. Um, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Um, if you look at Louisville's season, they had two weird losses. Um, one to Pitt in the middle of the season, you know, after beating Duke and Notre Dame. Um, and then Kentucky this past week as well, which was going to be uh, Bob Stoops' farewell, but I guess not. Shout out to the A&M boosters. They're, they're more powerful than, like, the United States Senate. I mean, they're insane. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, very interesting game. I hope Louisville wins just because I, I, FSU being in the playoff Surprise and playing Georgia is just <laughs> not going to be fun. It's he not going to be FSU fun. FSU too, but... Um, and so this leads me to my lock of the week. Um, very hard this week, you know, limited amount of games. Um, you know, traditionally, like my sort of lock play would be Oklahoma State plus 15. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's, yeah, I, there's a Ohio lot of opportunity for a backdoor game. cover. Um, but it's a noon kickoff, and I can't really get excited for a noon kickoff. Um, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is something that I don't feel great with whatsoever, but I'm doing Georgia minus six against Alabama. Um uh, I, I I hate going against Saban, um, but I have blows. this rush. I feel like I'm going yeah, you know, like I'm that. going to war. I'm going to war with this pick, um, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, so that's my lock. All right, that, that was that was Kevin this week. So his lock of the week, he's going with Georgia by six. Georgia by six. Yeah. I, I don't hate that pick. Uh, do you just did you did you do any uh, research for lock of this week? Because I have. I'm gonna pick one of these, but I have two that I really like. Well, first of all, I would I would go with if I look on the bet, I take definitely go with um, uh, Tulane over SMU in the American. I'm kidding. What's the, what's the I spread? I don't have the spreads here. I, right. I, I actually I'm gonna go. Uh, my lock is Oregon uh, beating Washington. I'm probably gonna be a pick coming that because no it's, no not a it's like no wait you, not a wait game? wait till you hear this. What is it? It's like eight and a half Oregon. Oh, I ain't going there. It's either. literally I'll get it for you. It's 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 an outrageous line. What's the game. what's the FSU for Louisville? So FSU, I'll take that FSU. One. I was going to because I got to I wore the hat again. I got to ride with FSU. FSU by two and a half against Louisville. I'm going to FSU. So I'll let you know what I'll take FSU. I got FSU. Okay, that was gonna be my lock, okay. but I had two locks. And I'm gonna go with this other lock, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like, I'm gonna have to like pry my eyes open to watch this game. But Iowa's got 23 points against Michigan, and Iowa's got a really good defense, and they can Ooh. control, control, you know, the time. But if I'm getting 23 points, I'm taking Iowa. Iowa plus 23 is my lock of the week. Now let me confirm that that's correct, because that's a lot of points against yeah, a is. Michigan team that isn't like yes. a dynamic offense and an Iowa team that's a great defense and yeah, knows but, how to yeah, control yeah. the football. And that's a neutral site. That's Indianapolis, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So so Oklahoma, so Oregon is nine and a half point favorites. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Alabama's six, as Kevin said. Michigan's 23-point favorites. Yeah. And Florida State is two and a half. So you're two and a half, Florida State. You're like one and three in locks. Yeah, I'm terrible. Like, hey, you know what? I just six and one's at, good I'm, from I'm Kevin at, this year. That's I know, incredible. Year. I'm looking at this schedule on Friday, uh, December first. Oregon plays Washington. Where? Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. On Saturday, December second, Boise State plays UNLV. Where? Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. Busy so, week for Jeff. Yes, he will work. It. Jeff uh, will be working really uh, hard out there. My uh, no. c- cousin-in-law. I don't cousin know. Cousin. He's my nev- He's my niece's husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Iowa plus twenty-three. Somehow I'm gonna. I need some motivation to watch that football game. So plus twenty three for that. And then and then before we before we get done with football for the week, can um, we get my favorite quote of the week? Is this coming up? Yeah, go. What, what quote? The, what, is this where we get the uh, assistant coach from Michigan? Oh, I forgot, to, forgot get to get it. That I don't have Twitter on my phone. Uh, oh yeah, you can you can explain it. So so the the game ends and the guy who was crying last week. I don't even know the coach's Sh- name. Thirty seven year old guy. Yeah, I forget. And. Sherrod, yeah, Brown. whatever, uh, something. Not Sherrod Brown. That's he's the, the, that's, he's a senator that's from the senator, senator from Ohio. Yeah. Um, and, no, he they they start to interview him, and he says, "I couldn't be like any prouder of Michigan University." And I'm thinking, yeah. don't you coach at Michigan? It's the University of Michigan. That's U of M. That's something that like alumni like get really like if you if you were to call it like the University of Temple. Like, yes. That's something that makes those people mad. Yeah. Really, it does. Yeah, so getting that wrong people. as the head coach of the football team is hilarious. Yeah, and, and that's what the recruits sometimes think. Uh, I got my first offer from University of Temple. Yeah. That so, yeah, that time. was yeah. kind of funny. Okay, yeah. I'll let you go. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that no, one good. baffled me I when forgot, that happened. I totally forgot that to get that live. We were sitting there watching. I think Kevin was the only one in the house with us that time. No, Chris was there. Chris, Chris was, was stunned. He was I, stunned. I, I just like, who? Okay, let's go. Chris Kevin. actually didn't fall asleep watching that football game either. So that, that Ohio State, it was very good Chris also game. said that Pep Guardiola would take the yeah, well, we, uh, state champion Wilmington High School soccer team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we move on and get get go on to whatever we have next, I have a little bit of college basketball to talk about. J. Trip did get us his worst players of the week. Okay. Josh Dobbs threw four interceptions. The entire Cardinals defense allowed 230 rushing yards on seven yards of carry, along with four touchdowns through the air. Sean McDermott, whose defense had no answers after halftime, consistently looks to deflect blame everywhere. So those three were his worst. Those are three McDermott, words. the Cardinals defense, and Josh Dobbs. That's the first time he's picked a coach, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's like the worst. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But that was. And if it, they it was win number the, three. Oh, the question I have for J. Trav would be if 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 Buffalo ends up winning the game, the guy catches a touchdown. Is is it him? What? McDermott. If they win the football game. Is it? Is he still the worst performer of the day? Yeah, J. Trav's quite consistent with. He hates coach. We were watching this football. He yeah, hates. He, he hates bad coaching. He hates bad football. He actually he doesn't hate bad football. He hates bad football plays, but he still likes watching it. Yeah, he watches a lot. All right, so that's the college football. Uh, real quick, as we leave college football, Jack, what do you got for the playoffs? Your final four? Yeah, it's easy. It's Georgia's going to win. Michigan's going to win. Uh, I think Florida State's going to win with you, and then we think Oregon's going to win. I agree. You have the same thing. Uh, yeah. I, and concerned. last week, I had said Michigan. I had said Ohio State, State instead of Michigan. It's the right. same thing. It's just I was wrong about that. That's correct. We were both wrong. We'll take a hit on that. Um, you have something quick on college basketball? You said yeah. Well, just just. Kind of some big games have happened. So Purdue won the Maui big tournament yes. there. They beat Marquette, who's a very good team. Uh, Edie had a big putback to. Um, they were up one. He had a big putback to go up three. Marquette missed shots, and then I think Purdue might have missed four free throws in a row when they were fouling, and Marquette still couldn't get 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 over the hump there. But good chance for Marquette to win that game. Uh, I know you have a, something to say about Purdue. Well, uh, that I can't wait till they get knocked out in the second round of the tournament. I love the coach. Matt second, that's an guy. improvement. Yeah, I have a question for you on that. I don't know if you and I discuss this or your your uncle Joe and I discuss this. Uh, 
What's with all the big guys in college basketball? It's what that's what that's what college basketball always has been. I feel like yeah. though that's what it is. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Not, it's not and it's not even any. And there's no similarity between that and the NBA. Yeah, but because it's the way the NBA is played, it's like yeah, seven foot four big guy. He's not. What's he going to do for you? He he's not athletic. Like he's not going to be very unathletic. Up, he's not going to be able to run up yeah. and down the court. It's not like he's like Anthony Davis at seven foot tall or like Victor Wembanyama seven foot four. He's athletic and handle the ball right. and all that. So yeah, no, these I, big these okay. big these big I, unathletic guys. Yeah, and that's why he. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on Iowa at all. I am so. Because if you think I, about, I if you think about, minutes, hold on, I'll go. Zach Eady playing in the NBA. It's like, how's he going to defend the pick and roll in the right. NBA? Like when when Tatum and Porzingis run a pick and roll, what's he going to do? He's going to fall. He can't even move. It's like I I like the Arizona team because like I said, I saw them play and I've seen them play a couple times. But that Baloo guy who's there, what, if that's a Joe, will kill me. Their Baloo? center there, I think is Baloo. Oh no no no. Uh, B a l l o u. I have. So that was my next take. Arizona, yeah. really good team. Ready? Thing. The big fella can't be on the court in late game situations. Totally agree with you. <laughs> they kept ha- totally agree with oh, you. What's his name? Balo. 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 Right. And I, I'll tell you, I saw him play live. They're good. I, and he just has, first of all, he can't shoot free throws. We know that. Oh, my God. It was but, so bad. But he's so slow in, on the interior. He's never going to give you any more than a, a quick turnaround layup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I think they're going to be, I think you need him because he gives you a little bit of defense and it gives you defensive rebounding. But they struggle with him. We were, I think they'll struggle down the road. We were watching them play on on Thanksgiving because we were at our your brother's house and his daughter goes to Arizona, so he's become a real big big Arizona basketball yes, fan. Has. And um, they, Michigan State looked awful in the in the first half, and Arizona looked awesome. Arizona has this transfer from I forget where he's from. Great defensive player can do a lot. Really Johnson, good. yeah, really. Cayenne Johnson yeah, from yeah, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. State. it's not yeah. Keon Johnson. It's Cayenne. Like yeah, yeah, it's Cayenne, Cayenne Johnson or something. Johnson. Yeah, San Diego State, very good player. Um, they. Michigan State. Oh, I wish I had the guy's name again. The point guard of Michigan State. Walker. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, very good player. Really brought them back in the game. Ended up being a, a close finish at Arizona. Uh, snuck snuck out with a win because what Marquette, not Marquette, what Michigan State kept doing. They were hack a track in the. The big. They guy. were hack a ballowing. Yes. He could not make a like. I'm not even. He, missed, he could I not even come like close five to making out of throws. six free throws. Oh, That's I don't know about that. It might have been six out of six. Okay, I, don't I, don't, I don't know if he hit one. And then uh, one more take I have. So like. Temple is and Syracuse is going to go through this soon, and that's it's a different level because of the conference there. Temple basketball was it a great basketball program or is it the product of a coach? Syracuse basketball is it a great basketball program or is it part of the coach? UConn basketball was it a great basketball program or was it Jim Calhoun? What they have in and and Danny Hurley right now, national champion last year, number three four team in the country now they look great. It looks like they're going to stay as a. a and, and like we talked about blue bloods, it looks like Hurley could in the next ten years bring them into you know that blue blood type. Same thing like Villanova's okay, okay. in the same situation oh, oh, too. I, I Did a great basketball yep, program? Is it a coach brought? Who was that? Villanova. Okay, it's the same thing. I think Hurley's got them back to maybe he could take them to a height that was higher, more consistent than what Calhoun had them at. Okay, He's a great okay. coach. Uh, let's great re- coach. Let, let's run it back. Yeah, uh, Temple had the great stretch because of the coach, no yeah. doubt about it. Temple's program is a uh, is is longstanding, but. Always in trouble with the league they were in. They were never in the right league to be able to recruit. So they started off in the EA, ECAC. Then they got dissed out of the Big East. They went to the Atlantic 10 to dominate that. Uh, and then all, all the football stuff changed everything. You go to the ACC, AAC, and it's really – I think that's 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 not great for them. Um, but if you hire the right coach who can recruit and, and run offense that can get exciting, they could be okay. They will never be what they were under John Chaney. The, the times have changed and never happened. Syracuse is, is, has, has the benefit of having uh, – um, Beheim was the benefit of being in the Big East 
and he, he dominated that, used used that. Then he went to the ACC, and they slacked down. I think that's a program that's not gonna not gonna ever rebound. I mean, they used to get thirty thousand people. What was called the Carrier Dome. Uh, they'll still get that because it's a podunk little town. That but, could die though. That could it, ten it, years. It, from you now. never know what's gonna like happen. Kevin Ali uh, tanked that UConn yeah, program for then, a little bit. And then the other one is, uh, but Ali won a national championship. No, he won a national championship. UConn, his first UConn's year. gonna be interesting to see because they are not. Just like Villanova, UConn, Syracuse and Temple have one thing going for them. Both they they both still have not quality football programs, but they have football programs. Did you say Temple? Temple has a football. A, yeah, no, don't say football. quality football program. Right, they have a, <laughs> they have a football program. So so I think that um, UConn and Villanova are going to run into at some point run into the problem where the Big East is only so good as long as they're associated with all the other Power Five schools. But once those guys move out of football and all those teams move out. They will struggle because they are they do not have the football programs that continue. So I'll say Danny Hurley's got a, but, done a great job recruiting. He did a great job at URI. Did a great job. I think it was at Wagner, Wagner. before URI, uh, and that's the Seawolves. Wagner, Tommy T. That one's for you. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I uh, it's like think about URI. You, you think about UCLA. What the hell happened to them? What's going to happen to them? They're in the Big Ten now. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. I think the Blue Bloods. There's only like four. You know, Connecticut and Villanova are just they're Big East Blue Bloods. That's how I would look at it. Connecticut made the choice to go to independent football. They're going to, to, to have their basketball program. They did get their national championship, mm-hmm. so it was all worth Well, it. if the shit hits the fan with all that, then uh, UConn can, can say, oh, we'll play football, we'll go, go in the ACC or something. If if what you say, the, I don't because think you're, that you're happens. praying on the downfall of the I don't East. think that happens. Right. I don't, th- I don't think they, the, 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 the 64 schools that are going to split away, UConn is not going to be one of the 64. Villanova is going to be one of the 64. I think UConn is a not chance. Even, Temple's not going to be one of the 64, and Syracuse will be one of the 64. That's my prediction. If they go that route, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like UConn could could have a chance at that if they, you know, I don't know. Just because I think their football program, they can at least say, hey, we have. They're still play. Jay Trevor's work in the um, the UMass uh, uh, UConn ra- big rivalry game the other day, so they they still play football. <laughs> UMass UConn rivalry. Yeah, it's now very a, historic. There's a two and twelve team, a two and ten team against a two and ten team. UMass, another one of those who they haven't they. They made the tournament once. They were all coached. Chaz they all coach. They made the tournament once since um since Calipari left. It's like since Lamar Odom at URI when they made the tournament, they made it twice in in since Lamar Odom. And those two years were right. were because of Danny Hurley. Right. It's all of it. It's, I again, think it's other, all about coaching. The in, other thing that's changed. Really. You made this 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 point about football is it is the different world of transfer portal NIL. I mean Temple McKee had drafted had, had recruited some pretty good players because he got. Khalif uh, Battle went to Arkansas. Damian Dunn went to Houston. Uh, to they were transfers to, in the first place, tra- though. No, Dunn, Dunn wasn't. Dunn was not. Battle was. was. Uh, Zach Hicks went to Penn State, and uh, Jordan went to Memphis. So, again, you know, you're you've got to. It's like they always say, those lower programs Jordan are went always. To he did. He did. Jordan. But what? Sat on the bench? No, he played. That was like Anthony Lee went to Ohio State. Why? They, uh, what's his name? Jacob Topin went to Kentucky. Huh? Good education. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. What do you got next? Uh, I, I'm done. That's all I got. So I, I don't know if you want to talk about the MLB at all. But yeah, no, I got, get, I got get, through my we, little agenda here. We can get to the MLB at some other time. I think. I, um, I, all I'm going to say is, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks before Christmas, we'll uh, sit, get some movement on Craig Breslow. Uh I'd like to see them get. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to get Yamamoto. It'd be great to get Otani. Um, but no. they're going. I still think to build. They gotta build it. They gotta build get two or th- it'd be great to have three number three starters. I hate to say that. Doesn't mean you're gonna win a World Series that way, but if you can get good quality three. There was an article um in either the Ringer or or the Athletic, the six or seven worst baseball contracts 
uh, going right now. Right and, now? Right now. And, and, and Chris Sale's not on that because he's only got a year left. His is on there because he That's has the bad. option year. If he finishes top 10 MVP voting. He won't. But, or, sorry, but if, and, he, if he finishes that, he then I'm, I'm fine with him coming back for another year. For another $25 million? But if he's a top 10 Cy Young guy, he's yeah. He's not going to be. That's, Chris okay, Sale's then, on then it. His, no, disagree. Next. Trevor Story is also on it, by yeah, the way. Sure. Now let's go sign him instead of Xander. What, what about Xander's on there, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> that, that's the worst contract in no, baseball Xander's right now. not on it. They, I, they I, might go bankrupt because of that. All I remember, they're going to go bankrupt because TV. All I remember is that it was Trevor Story and, and Chris Sale. So there's no way Xander wasn't there, on there. There's, there's no a lot. Way. It's only six bad. Yelich, um, who was the other one oh, on poor there? Poor Yelich. Uh, yeah, he had a good year last year. Yeah, yeah he rebounded. There was a few other guys that. He probably just had Sonny, uh, Stanton. Yes, that's yeah, on stands on there. Stands <laughs> on there, anybody else. So I just thought that if it's going to be Craig Rizzo's time over the next couple of weeks, uh, see what he can do because the league meetings uh, come up uh, two weeks into December. Hopefully no one gets sick again. Yeah, who knows? Well, that's that was just the GM meeting. The league meetings when they have the everybody together and all the agents that are pe- uh, peddling their wares. So it'll be interesting that. Uh, other than that, it's... it's it's only a good offseason because Bloom's not here, as I look at it. And the Red Sox season well, tickets, I don't hey. have to pay for them until January. So at least we have that going for us. If they don't do anything, they or they don't do anything big, if they don't get any credit for fire on Bloom, it's they, then, then they're showing me it was all of them. It was their fault. So let's they got to do some stuff. I know not a lot has happened. Like Sonny Gray signed. Um, what's his name? Noel already signed with the... With the Phillies, man, he was, he's on your fantasy team, wasn't he? I, I picked him in like the really high a couple of years ago, and he was horrible when he was on the Twins. But yeah, not a lot has happened yet. But again, there's going to be a time like Yamamoto's going to sign, and then Snell will sign, and then Glass now will get traded, and then you're kind of sitting here, and you're, and if the Red Sox don't do any of those, you're kind of like, all right, what what's our team going to look like? I saw a trade real before we, we'll finish this, and I have one more NBA question for you. Um, oh, we didn't do NBA. I saw yet. a trade. Uh, Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez for Nick York, Jared Duran, and one of their top double-A pitching prospects. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Eloy Jimenez is annoying as hell because he's always hurt. I thought you were going to say for, like, Bayo, but, yeah, definitely. If it's not one of those, if it's not Bayo, Anderson, uh, or, or a- a- not Anderson, if it's not Bayo, Anthony, or Meyer, Meyer. sure. Right, sure. I agree with that. Those are the only three guys that I'm like, it, if, if you're trading you one of those three teal. guys, you're going to get... And the catcher, Teal. All right, I guess, yeah. So, Bale, Bale's not going to... And then Cassius is past the point of getting traded right now, right. too. So, he's, those he's five, still. like, unless you unless you blow me away with something, obviously not, but... Would you take Dylan Cease and Jimenez for those three, plus maybe yeah, one yeah, or two obviously, others? yeah. 100%. So I think the other thing that's good, Bloom was... Holding, I don't think you're giving much up there. Bloom did a lot like... Um, like uh, Charrington did, he was hold on, hold on, hold on, and, and then all of a sudden the value. Well, the Charrington holding on was a very good move. It helped us because he held on thank, to the guys. Thankfully, he held on. And to Dombrowski's credit, he held on to the right guys, right? Yeah, and he, made the right he won. Trade, yeah. So Bloom didn't know what I, Bloom couldn't evaluate talent as they got to the next level. Quick NBA question for you: uh, In season tournament, uh, we're coming down to the stretch because the Celtics have to win like by a million points tonight. Um, Twenty-two, I think. Uh, a positive or negative? It's a positive. Uh, look, we're all freaking out about this right now because we lost to freaking Orlando by 17. Like, that's the Celtics' fault. It's going to be... Look, I would love for the Celtics to win by 22 points tonight. I would love for them to get to the quarterfinals. I would love for them to play a single elimination game where it, like, means something. So, yeah, positive. Besides the courts, it's positive. Because Porzingis then got hurt on the court. That's true. So... I, I think uh, I agree. I think it's been a positive NBA. I think there's going to be changes. I think they got to. I think get rid of the wild card. Just the point differential things. Go to eight. Go to eight. Simple. Go to eight. Go to eight. Eight groups of four. 
right? That's gets you thirty-two. There's only thirty teams. Is there only thirty? I think. Yeah, they have. So go to, you got to go to eight groups. They're somehow. gonna. The thing is, though, they're gonna expand. I would keep it as it is, and then you do that because the NBA. I know Adam Silver said once they get their next TV deal done, they're gonna expand two more teams. So they're gonna get thirty-two teams within the next ten years. So keep it as is for now, and then do that once you get the thirty-two teams. Yeah, but the point differential thing right now is. Crazy. It's caused a, a little bit. Like I know Tatum kind of complained about it a bit, and DeRozan was mad about guys shooting at the end of the game. But you have to do it. Like the Celtics tonight, if they're up forty points after, or if they're up twenty five points after three quarters, stars ain't sitting in the fourth quarter. Stars are playing the fourth quarter. I and agree that, that doesn't happen. That. that that shouldn't good. be happening. Good, good take. I like that. I, you know, it's hard, but it's it's the first year they've done it. I'm glad they did something. That really hasn't impacted the flow of the season at all. No. Um, and it's bringing a little bit more it attention is, it to it. It's part of the regular season. It's Correct. just Except added, for the final call game. It. Yeah, the one, one extra year. game. So, good. I think that's everything. Uh, did I forget anything? No. NBA, MLB, college basketball. Nope, we got Jay Trevin. We football, got Kevin. Jay Trevin, I Kevin, just Premier, Michigan audio. It's we, funny calling a Michigan University. We actually had Premier League talk earlier in the show, if you want to go back and listen. Yeah, you got to watch the Garnacho goal. Ugh. I'll, I'll I'll live there. Play it at my funeral. Honestly, I'll live the rest of my life. I won't see a better goal like that for Manchester United. It was so. Then I'll stunning. play it at my funeral. Because if you if you watch it and and when he 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 went up and he kicked it, and I remember sitting there and watching it, and I was like, he just do that. And then I saw the net ripple, and I didn't know. I honestly, I got up, I ran up the stairs, I ran around the table screaming, "That's the best goal ever!" I just had my hands on my head for twenty minutes. Honestly, I didn't start watching the game again for twenty minutes. I was on Twitter. I was at my hands. Did that really just happen? That's why. That's one of the reasons I love soccer so much. It's that type of stuff can happen. Oh, it's great. All right, that's our final word. Is the Premier League good? See the Camacho. Is it Camacho? Garnacho. Garnacho. Alejandro. Alejandro Garnacho from Argentina. Okay. He's a big Ronaldo fanboy. Doesn't like Messi. He's from Argentina. Okay. It's the funniest thing ever. So get out, get that clip if you can. Um, if you have any questions or comments on our show, get get to Jack. He's the one running the deal now. Uh, So for Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Uh, This is It All Boils Down to This, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We are always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.